Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Now it's time for Eco Money, where we bring you the latest in sustainability and finance. So on Eco Money, so far we've covered green bonds, blue bonds. Today we are going to find out more about brown bonds or transition bonds. So what exactly are transition bonds? Well, for companies who are not quite ready to jump straight into green bonds or that green arena and need a little bit more time to make some changes to their business. For example, they could be in energy intensive industries. Transition bonds are a relatively new class of debt instrument used to fund a company's transition. So it's like the soil where you plant the seed to be green. Hence the brown. The brown. There, there you- we go. <laughs> well, let's find out if this is in fact the case. Helga Munkel, head of Asia Pacific Sustainable Finance and Capital uh, Global Capital Markets for ING is joining us now. Let's start with the shades of green and transition finance looking to address the shift to a low-carbon economy. Can you explain to us, uh, Mr. Mankel, how are transition bonds different from green bonds? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And before I jump straight into the answer, let me just very briefly explain the why, why your question is so important, why it's such a good question, and what the purpose of finance on all of this actually is. So I think the gist of the why is very simple. Mm -hmm. And you've already mentioned it just before. We have unfortunately lived beyond our means as human beings and have created quite a few pressing issues. Climate change is one of them. It's, by the way, not the only one, but it's one Mm -hmm. of them. And it has all sorts of implications, for example, uh, extreme weather events. So what we are trying to frantically do at the moment globally is to limit global temperature rises to well below 2 degrees Celsius as compared to pre-industrial levels. Or 1.5 degrees is really the key mark here. Now, what does this actually mean? Well, it means I think a lot of businesses are asking themselves that as well. (laughs) Yeah, and we need nothing but Mm. the revolution. We need to decarbonize the heck out of our economy. We also, unfortunately, need to do this fairly quickly. We probably need to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by around 50% by 2030. Now, why is that? The reason is that climate change doesn't develop linearly. It will develop exponentially. So, for example, just a few days ago, there was new data from scientists showing Mm -hmm. that the Amazon region is now a net carbon emitter rather than a carbon sink. Now, that's fairly, fairly significant. So what we need, in short, speed and quantum and the way we go about stuff, the way we run an economy. And now coming straight to your question, what's the difference between green and transition? Let me be super simple. Let's assume there are only three types of economic activities. On the one extreme, you have the green stuff. Mm-hmm. The stuff that already allows now to effectively reach the overarching goal. Think of energy generation by solar and wind. Okay. On the other side of the extreme, you have the stuff that is neither green, will never be green, and as a matter of fact, we should stop it as soon as practical. Think of energy generation by coal. And then you have this gigantic bucket in the middle, which is not green, but it could become green with better technologies. <laughs> Think of the production of steel. Right. Or, or we will need it in the interim. So transition finance effectively covers that middle part. And it is so important because if we only finance the green stuff, we ain't going to get there. Okay. Hmm. So, I mean, talk to us about demand because this is a relatively new type of product. How many transition bonds have actually been issued into the market? 
Yeah, so far it's a handful. It is really mm-hmm. a very, very irrelevant part of the market today, but it will change. So to give you a number, in the first half this year, we had around 660 billion of US dollar bonds on loans being issued with a sustainability purpose. Okay. And only 0.3% of that was transition. Now, this will change dramatically, but what is also important to understand is the differentiation between what's the label of the finance instrument, the green bond, the transition bonds, versus what are we actually financing? I'll give you an example. Just a few weeks ago, we financed and structured a green bond for an oil and gas company. Now, there was a massive transition story and transition overlay because that's what capital investors actually expected. So the label was green, but there was a clear transition story around this oil and gas company. And that's what we definitely expect to grow massively going forward. So you've mentioned 0.3%, is that correct, for the first half of the year. How does that compare to, say, last year, for example, and how do you expect this to change going forward? Yeah, the transition share was even much lower in previous years. So this is now a very new topic. It's very hot and it will grow exponentially in coming years. Okay, let's look at the sustainable finance sphere. Then we have green bonds, blue bonds, social bonds, transition bonds. Where do you see most growth? Yeah, if I just look at data, both global as well as for APAC, then it's very clear the one theme that was very dominant, especially over the last 18 months, was social, Mm -hmm. which probably is not a surprise given that the pandemic has caused so much uh, trouble for so many people around the world. Um, So social, definitely a big theme. But the transition and sustainability linked structures that are a bit more forward looking, this is where I foresee the biggest growth coming forward. So talk to us about growth here in Asia then, because it's still early days, not just for transition bonds, but where do issuance in Asia stack up to the rest of the world? What's happening here in the region? So the good news is there's more and more sustainable debt being issued in APAC. The good news also is that the share of sustainable debt as a portion of total debt is also rising in APAC. So you see very, very positive developments there. If you then compare globally, the share of APAC sustainable debt to global sustainable debt is actually shrinking a little bit, but this is simply because in other regions, especially Europe, it's really exploding. But there is a positive development in Asia Pacific, which we can't deny. The largest markets, which probably doesn't come as a surprise, are the largest economies of China, Japan, Korea. And I think up and coming and more and more we also see out of India and Australia. Okay, so do you see what do you think would come next in the sustainable finance space then moving forward? Yeah, I think we still need at least two really big things. The Mm -hmm. first one is product innovation. So we need to allocate capital to where it matters. So just a few weeks ago, for example, we issued a very innovative structured debt transaction, which linked infrastructure projects from Asia Pacific Mm -hmm. with new type of institutional investors. It's this type of product innovation that you need to link the capital to where it really has to go. The second part is linked to this, but slightly different. Many times when we talk about capital markets, we talk about very large borrowers, large corporates or large financial institutions. But if you think about it, the backbone of economies very often are SMEs. So we need specifically also innovation to allow capital to flow to new types of borrowers, especially SMEs, to really make it happen. And let's not forget as well the role that governments play in supporting the sustainable finance sphere. 
yeah, the role of government is and will remain very, very significant. If you think about what I said at the beginning, it's Mm -hmm. quite a daunting task that's ahead of us, right? So what we need is not individual players doing their bit. We actually need a well-functioning ecosystem. Mm -hmm. You will have the private sector, i.e. companies. You will have the finance industry, like ourselves. And then you will have governments. And the governments have a very important role to play, for example, to set the right targets, measure the right things, set incentives, for example, by way of regulations. Uh, And obviously also they're very important for the debate with the community at large to really have and consciousness and consensus in the community that we're actually doing the right thing. Okay, Helga. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today and sharing all those insights about transition bonds and what's next for the sustainable finance space. Super. Thank you, guys. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.